It was a pool as big as a vaccination scar. Right. You want some sexy? You want to laugh? Licensed to talk. License to Talk is brought to you by Charlie's Boatyard, 1111 Furman Boulevard. Season is right around the corner. Ahoy moloy. Bottle Rocket Beer Reserve, 2182 Seneca Street. The Rocket is stocked and ready to rock. Get what you need down at the Rocket. Dog Ears Bookstore and Cafe, 688 Abbott Road. Support your local bookstore and read something. And remember, don't get your coffee from Timmy. From Tommy. First in Buffalo, custom tees, custom hats. They got some tragically hip hats up there. 389 Abbott Road. First in Buffalo, get your custom gear. Mr. Submarines, 1977 South Park Avenue. They've been around for a while. Home of the best ham sub in Buffalo. Tell them license to talk, Sonia. Goodspeed Beverage Center, 2202 Seneca Street. Ice cold beer here. Yeah. Vinyl Vibes, look them up on the gram, get your custom decals, stickers, what you need. Vinyl Vibes Buffalo. All right, Marky, episode 74. Our next guest is a comedian originally from Buffalo. He's the co-host of In the Hunt Buffalo Bills podcast, and he has a special coming out called Neil on 21122. Sean Murphy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Are you are you over the loss, Sean? Are you you're not one of these guys that keeps analyzing it, are you? No, you know what? I'm you guys, we seem about a similar age range, I would say. And 37. I uh, Okay. Yeah, I'm 36. Um, and I've pretty much when I got on my twenties, I was like, I can't be mad about this right. garbage anymore. Like it's just you maybe you're mad for like 10 minutes and then you're like, I just gotta live my life. I can't be worrying about the squib in April. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And in Buffalo, it's such a small town, you know, you find things out. Like, we have heard through good sources, everybody said to kick it to the 10-yard line, but no one told Bass. Can you imagine if that is true? I mean, that's just crazy how small of a town this is sometimes. I know. Wild. (laughs) Completely, completely. That's almost why I don't want to think about it more. I'm just like, it's it's still is almost unbelievable to me. It's a very Buffalo way to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it was like, we want, we want Josh Allen in a bubble now. It's like, we know (laughs) that he's like a nerd though. So like, do they just keep making expansion packs on Call of Duty and we're safe? You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Him and Diggs will play. Yeah, a new expansion comes out. We're like, all right, we're good. He's not gonna, no scandals. He's not gonna do anything crazy. Don't go on any patios in Miami that are collapsing. Or, yeah, you know, like let's stay out of the party. Because we're like yeah. old school guys. We we we're not mafia. We're twelfth man guys. Our name's on the wall, by the way. You know, that's what we say to people. There you know, you we're the twelfth man, the original yeah. mafia, I guess. Is it getting a little out of hand with these people? I mean, they're always hawking their sweatpants. Everything is revolved around this team for these people, and I almost feel bad for them sometimes. Yeah, it's like fandom is very fun, you know, like, but there's an there's a dark side of it. You see this in nerd culture. You see this in sports <laughs> culture, like, and you're just like, I don't know, man. You, you like or you don't like the thing. You're passionate about the thing. But at some point, you got to live your life. You know, you, you like the new Batman movie or you don't. Yeah. And then you, you got to move on. <laughs> you know, we're still amazed. Nobody's been seriously injured to, through a table, which is amazing. Yeah, man. that is very true. That <laughs> is very shocking. But the one good thing is every year against New England, 
I hope they keep the tradition going with the dildo. So we're we're no on the podcast. I do a Bill's podcast. It's mainly a comedy podcast, and we're divided about it because first, kind of funny, and then there's a middle ground where it's like, all right, we're over this. But like, if it goes on for another four years, it's kind of funny again. Yeah. You know, like, so it's I I don't know. I it, to me, it is definitely dumb because you're probably gonna never be able to go to a game again with and a dildo. No one really, yeah. <laughs> Because those people, they're able to tell who threw it and then you're, yeah. you know, thrown out for life. And it's like, is that worth it for like throwing it the one time? Like, so it seems silly to me to go to jail. You know, it's just like, <laughs> your, you know, your parents pick you up like, hey, he's throwing dildos again. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, well, it's not worth just, it. But With both things, like with the table uh, jumping and the dildo. They should just like glorify it through the team. Like it should be like Groundhog's Day with the dildo. We all get like you know top hats on and bow ties, and we go down and throw it on the field and see what direction it goes in. We're like, that's New, where the New, Super Bowl is. New, New England Day is Dildo Day. Yeah. First five thousand customers get a dildo, and then you could throw it. The on, kids but are like, like, we wake up really early in the morning. We're like, which direction's the dildo going to point? <laughs> We've been fucking ourselves for years, they say. Yeah, but like uh, th- that also, I think like as a community, and I don't know if this if this is true, but like we've been beaten so bad as the Bills. Do you, do people like just feel bad for you sometimes when you walk in your city? You're like oh, I'm from Buffalo, and then they're like, I oh, think a this little bit cuddly guy from Buffalo. You know, you know, because uh, you know people only know snow, cold, you know, and the sports team stinking. You know, yeah. I think it's slowly starting to change a little bit because the Bills are good now, and even if people, even if they they know we haven't won a Super Bowl. They don't equate us with with being bad. So right. there's a little bit of that changing. There's a little bit of like people being like, oh, it's kind of like, I think a lot of people are re-examining some of the Rust Belt cities of like, oh, they got like real people there. I got good food. They, you know, like, so I think that's softening a little bit. We've yeah. had guys tell us that we're like a little New Orleans because we're open to mm. four. And I've never heard that analogy until recently. Just like a Rust Belt, New Orleans. I thought it was interesting. Interesting. So when did you start comedy, Sean? Started comedy in, I always forget, I think it was 05. Give or take a year on either end, somewhere around there. Right. Now, were you, in the beginning, were you doing forced gigs, like at bars and birthday parties and stuff? Did, uh, did that I, I forced mean, comedy bit. is uncomfortable. Yeah, the... It's, it's weird, too, because you're just taking any stage time you could get, mm-hmm. and usually your first couple years, maybe even first five years, et cetera, you're not very good. You know, every you, those people in that time frame sometimes be like, I got one good joke, or I got five good minutes, and you're doing 15. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not like, and you're really kind of stretching it out and really going to places that, like, you're not ready to do yet, but that's how you learn, but there is a lot of, you know, pain that comes with that, for sure. A lot of paying your dues and the, the, the small gigs around the country. It seems like looking at your schedule, you're really you're starting to get around nowadays. Yeah, yeah, trying to. I've been doing it a long time and, you know, starting to get uh, credits, get, you know, meet a lot of people and then kind of, you know, going wherever they'll uh, they'll take me. And I see recently you were at the Comedy Cellar and I always tell somebody if you go to new york you have to go to two places rosie o'grady's and times square in a comedy cellar i'll tell you why rosie o'grady's later yeah i've but, never even heard of rosie o'grady oh, yeah, so yeah fill me in yeah 
Um, but the Comedy Cellar is almost like a perfect comedy club. They got the phones where they take they take your phones. Yes. You can't get too shit faced, and it, it's you're in and you're out. But what's amazing to me about that place is you never know who's gonna come in. At times. Yeah. So you're exactly said the 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 couple of things is like the the room they have four rooms now, but the original room and their secondary room especially are just kind of like perfect comedy rooms. Low ceilings. That's not too many people. It's enough. It's a, but it's enough that, you know, could really do rolling laughter and whatnot. They take their phones, they kind of police the room. If you talk a little bit, they're going to come over to you and maybe kick you out. Some guy the other day, uh, I was at the club a couple of weeks ago and Chris Rock was there and a guy took his phone out of his little pouch and was just went to take a picture, like very secretly. And the guy immediately saw him and just kicked him out. Right oh, yeah, there. Okay. And you and you could tell, like, I kind of felt bad for the guy because he almost wanted just a pick to put on it. He wasn't filming anything, you know, but it's like, you know, the places that take it more strict are going to probably be the better places than the places that are a little too loose that let you get away with stuff. Yeah, and people don't understand it. These guys are working things out usually there that they put on a special like you, I'm sure. Yeah. We're working things out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I see recently – you were at Rob's place. That's the first comedy club I was ever at. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, I was there like a uh, last weekend, two weekends ago, something like that. Yeah. Guys our age have probably seen Rob Lederman over 10 times. He's a good guy. How's he doing? Is he still around? Uh, he wasn't there when I was there. I actually haven't seen him in a little bit. Last couple of times I've been there. It's kind of been the, his other people that run it that I, that kind of know a little better. Rob's an older generation from yeah. me. So like, I know him a little bit, but not enough that we cross paths a ton, you know? He used to do this joke when we would come there. He knew we were from South Buffalo. We'd have all the pitchers of beer out on, a, on the table. And he goes, oh, it's real chalky over there, because that was back when you chalk and IDs. <laughs> oh, and he, and oh, yeah. he was always good to us. I hope he's doing all right. But I, uh, I, I, like, I, I used to date a woman in South Buffalo, and that was like the first time I ever went to South Buffalo. And this is kind of wild because it's like it is its own little like universe where like you go down there and there's just different like it's almost like a different language in this. Like I, I talk to like you know her and her friends and family, and it's like until recently, it's like they don't have like Ted's and Mighty Taco and Jim's. <laughs> you know, they have like their own kind of local restaurants more, even though it's like you know, it's 10 minutes from North to South Buffalo, but it's like, it's, it's has its own kind of like, these are our go-to spots. You know, these are our things and they don't like, you know, cross over as much as you think. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. People just complain yeah. more to not have things. They're like, why would we go and ruin such a good thing? We're like, yeah, let's never do anything new. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it the same. Everybody's in charge. <laughs> But t t tell the listeners when when those guys come in to the comedy club, like let's say I was there once and Jerry Seinfeld came in. It was right when Letterman oh, wow. was ending and he was working on that. And uh, what what does that do to the bill? Uh, I mean, it is crazy. I've so I've only been there a couple months, but I've been there when yeah, seen Chris Rock there, Kevin Hart, like my second show ever there. Chris uh, Kevin Hart was on it, and it was just like it's it's crazy. In a sense that you're like, oh, I'm on the same show as Kevin Hart, but it's also like people, you know, lose their minds. Um, and it's, which is, you know, crazy to see. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, yeah, it is a very fun atmosphere of these kind of like bigger people will, will drop in. And, uh, and a lot of times, you know, 
like some of those people are the funniest people in the world, but like it also humbles you a lot because comedy is, you know, you got to work at it. Um, and you see these people that are really good, but they're like, they're working out stuff, you know, like for the first time. So it's like, you know, you'll see some of the best ever be like, wow, that's really good. And then I'd be like, man, that's that five minutes wasn't so good. <laughs> you know, like, so it is almost kind of interesting to see all of their processes too. Seinfeld did like a Q and A the last three minutes, so it was weird because oh. I think he's just like, ah, oh, all right, anybody got any questions? <laughs> and sometimes, and sometimes people they'll get stuff from that just in the yeah. moment. They'll go back and forth and be like, oh, that's kind of good. Maybe I could turn that into something. We were going down your wormhole and we seen the very serious acting reel last night. <laughs> we were laughing. Tell tell the listeners about that. I think I get a kick out of it. Oh yeah, thanks. I uh, I uh, was just a background person just as a side job I don't do it as much anymore still here and there but it's just kind of like a very easy job especially for a comedian when your kind of gigs can uh sprout up at the last second and you'll just you know do these these gigs where it's like a day you'll get a uh, you know 100 to 300 bucks in food you show up and they like it's a movie tv show and they're like yeah you kind of sit in this corner and you pretend to be on your phone for eight hours and then like that's pretty much your day and, and then and then it's kind of fun where afterwards you go and you can look up and you can kind of see yourself and then like and of course that like any industry is filled with just like wackadoos who are people who think they're like being very important or you know other people you're just like it, it, it has its own you know particulars to it for sure but it is like a fun thing to do at least you know here and there it's a uh, definitely cool things of like you know I was in the Irishman for 0.5 seconds and I was in, you know, <laughs> I was in John Wick three for 0.1 seconds. <laughs> and like, and it's like, it is kind of cool. And like, there are times you're on, you know, set and there's, you know, where I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's Will Smith. I'm like 10 feet away from Will. That's crazy. You know? <laughs> um, so there's a lot of like, just yeah, kind of out of body experiences like that. And I like in the video, you like stop it and the arrow goes, bink, there you are, man. There you are. <laughs> it- you did a parade goer cult member and i actually yes. knew the scene in the cult member i seen that scene when it, you know it came out i was like that's hilarious that wow. is the that's the only one where i've had friends text me is like is that you in the blacklist because 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 95 of the time you're just in like a big like I, sometimes i can't even find myself and i was there for hours you know um so like it's rare when you you know when you have a non-speaking role that's that people can even tell it's you you know oh yeah, yeah. i mean but, but it you, is fun you got to get that experience too because like i mean i don't know what the carrot is for every comedian but it always seemed like it was like a sitcom like you always have to have some screen time right it's just something in your belt tool belt yeah yeah exactly and worst case scenario it's it's uh you know you kind of get the vibe of what a set is like and you kind of like learn some stuff here and there and then you know and then otherwise it just you're you're making some money and having some fun and it's not too serious. It kind of fills in gaps between shows and kind of works out that way too. We'll have to put you in touch with our uh, buddy Louis Mastello. He was the gardener in uh, the Sopranos. He's from South Buffalo. Uh, he's like it's, the ultimate backup guy. He's the ultimate <laughs> character actor. And then he was in Mike and Molly. But he 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 like goes and he's buddies with Andy Garcia and Andy Garcia told us he goes the Lou just wants to play the bartender. Yeah, he's like, I, I could have gave him a better role, and he just wanted the role of the guy that's playing the bartender. 
Well, yeah, it's a, it's maybe a little less money, but it's like, hey, no pressure. I, you know, I, should, I show up. I don't got to worry about anything. And, you I mean, know, he, he's a fantastic actor, but yeah. like, you know, he was probably like, no, nah, I want to have some fun with my buddy and play like yeah, this guy yeah. that doesn't have many, many parts. You know, it's really funny. <laughs> Do you know you should get in the Jim Kelly movie? You know, you know about that one, the biopic being made. No, this has happened or it's happening. It's happening. My cousin's in it. Um, she plays battered woman number four. <laughs> <laughs> i've had very bad experiences with jim kelly because i was i'm 41 so mm-hmm. i was i was around fredonia training camp and stuff like that so i don't see eye to eye with jimbo he once <laughs> threw think... my football i asked for and fredonia threw my football at the end of the it was like a two-a-day training camp asked for the autograph he had the marker dropped the marker and threw the football true story uh, well, see, here's a lot. I've heard a lot of bad things about Jim. I think a lot of people in Buffalo have, right? Yeah. But there, there is a part of me that goes like, well, you know, age humbles you. He's yeah. obviously been through like a ton. So my hope now, I don't know if it's true, but my hope now is that he's on the other side of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's I, I don't know if that's true, but that's my hope. Those guys were like turning back the clock on this last run. You could see them there yeah. showing up to the stadium. I mean, those 90s Bills stories are legendary they're they're, like you would you hear one you're like oh that's not true then you you like i knew a guy after kelly got so out of control he had to build a bar in his basement for them to all go so i knew the bartender and he'd tell me stories like he's an old bartender and uh you know they they'd wipe their hands on his shoulders like the wing sauce and it was just wild but the guy was making bank so he didn't give a fuck you know what i mean (laughs) wow yeah, that's the type of thing. Like for for good, he can get away with that anymore. You know, yeah. like if if uh, Mayfield had a secret bar in his basement <laughs> yeah. of his mansion, where's rubbing wing sauce on someone making sixty dollars an hour? Like we'd all know about it and we'd all hate him for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's social media for you. You know. Yeah, it's like, but that's that's why I would say the good part about social media, where there's yeah. some things I'm like, okay, you can't get away with being that much of an asshole anymore in those respects. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, it does that? That's got to like infiltrate your kind of world too, because you could probably be like a fantastic comedian and bad at social media, and like you know, you get a lot sit- of them are. Right. Yeah. It is that has got to affect your world big time. Yeah, because there's so many different aspects to it, where there's you know, there's just people that's like. It's a marketing arm. Some people are really good at kind of, you know, making fun videos, making their own, you know, like funny content. And some people are just like, I'm a good stand up or I'm a good stand up and I'm a good actor. And I'm a, you know, like there's so many different, you know, levels to it that like, I mean, my probably one of my favorite comedians of all time is David Attell, who is like just like an absolute monster. Like even today, I'll see him. A lot of times he's at the late show at the cellar and I'll just stick around and I'll watch him. And it's just like, a master class where there's like the biggest laugh you've ever heard in your life every 30 seconds, just like insane. And, but he doesn't, he's not going to, you know, make a fucking TikTok. He doesn't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but that's part of probably why he's so good is, is all of his focus is on being the best standup. He's right. not writing mm-hmm. tweets. He's not doing little videos. He's not acting for the most part. Other one, you know, like I'm sure friends throw him bit roles here and there. So, and like, so you gotta, you know, you gotta, you know, decide what you want to focus in and where you want to, you know, are you okay with being, you know, pretty good at this, pretty good at this and pretty good at this? Or do you want to be like great at this 
and not worry about the other stuff. You know, there's only so much time I've, all of us have, you know? Yeah, because, like, we were talking about, how, like, Mark Norman, like, he started coming around, like, when he was going on the morning shows and stuff, and we are like, whoa, like, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, when yeah, we yeah. started seeing you know, him years and then, ago, yeah. And then that Out to Lunch came out, you know, and then he came here, and that's when we saw you, and we were like, well, like, you were great that night, you know? Oh, and, thank you. Uh yeah, but like that was like a different angle at like getting people's attention, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's and I think that's the traditional person of just doing stand up that's coming back a bit more, be, kind of because of social media. People just put their clips on and and all this. But like, yeah, a lot of the people who tend to be the best are the people that, for the most part, just do stand up. Even people like I mentioned Norman, like Sam Morell is pretty uh, is really good. Um, you know, obviously like David Tell is another one, and there's just like. You know, just because it's like if you really focus on something and you're really funny, you're going to, you know, that's going to win out at the end of the day. And there's some people that it's like, you know, they want to do acting or they want to do the, you know, uh, writing on a TV show and other stuff. All great. And you could do great stuff with that. But the pure best stand up sometimes are people that just focus on all they're thinking about all day. Well, yeah. you've laid it in the right spot because those New York guys are vicious, but they're good. They're good guys. You know, I I. Mm-hmm. I like to see a Buffalo guy down in the cellar and not so much out West, you know, because those guys really work at their craft. Yeah. And that's a, the, generally what they say in the stand-up world between LA and New York, like New York's where you go to get good at stand-up LA is where you go to get like become bigger. And it's not universally true, but generally like a lot of the LA comics tend to be bigger. They tend to be better at marketing and like and on whatnot. television on televisions yeah obviously where hollywood is and everything whereas mm-hmm. like new york you're in a basement and you're figuring out how can i make this you know can i make this 90 second joke a, a funnier 60 second joke like that's yeah, you know yeah. what people are thinking about more yeah it's quicker attention spans what a uh, thing that jerry Gar- or jerry uh seinfeld said he's like i went to la because i'm not missing something every night like in new york you can miss something every night somebody's always there mm-hmm. somebody's always doing something you know yeah very true how's new york uh doing how are they recovering i remember going to the village and there was comedy everywhere to before yeah covid how how is it doing good uh i think right now it's in a good place where everything to me seems back to normal like i don't know you know like if if i had to guess you can maybe say maybe there's like five percent less people maybe five percent more like homeless but it's not like uh, you know, a wasteland where some, you know, news outlets might describe it. Like right. it's pretty, it, it seems pretty normal. Like you could tell that something's like a, a, you know, like if you don't have your glasses on, you could tell something's a little different, but it's not so much that it really makes a, a huge difference in like a, a daily life, you know, like even, even around me, just, I was always amazed that like, I couldn't tell you the name of, you know, a, a restaurant that closed around me after that you know i think a lot of people are kind of like as as bad as the pandemic was like it kind of shocked me that it wasn't worse in terms of hitting like businesses and comedy clubs and and stuff like that a lot of places seem to somehow just at least get by to where we are now well that's good to hear so let's talk about the special here uh sean yes neil where's that come from uh i have a joke uh in my act um about basically a a a person uh yells at me and says i look like i'd be named neil and (laughs) and 
and it's uh yeah great insult and uh so i <laughs> so that's that's where the name comes from and yeah it's just uh 50 plus minutes of just stand up that i've been working on for years and years and it's uh exciting to put it out and you know kind of be able to work on more newer stuff now too so you're doing this yourself right yeah all me um you know audio's on so when do, do you know when this comes out yeah i don't know later <laughs> that's fair I, hey i'm not trying i'm not trying to get you, get you out of date but um no, so whatever you listen probably, to... probably later <laughs> oh, okay comes out friday the 11th february 11th or if you're listening to this later it's already out um and uh it's you know available on all the audio sites and then videos on youtube and uh yeah just uh you know filmed it and uh through this uh, helium comedy records. So there's helium in Buffalo where I filmed it. Right. And there's a bunch of heliums across the country and they have like a little label and they kind of like film it and then, uh, you know, put it out there and, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, to the listeners, you know, support this kind of thing because it's not like some big giant company, you know, like this is, you know, go and like, 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 and subscribe. Those things matter to like, comedian, right? Like, yeah, if you if you don't you know follow Jerry Seinfeld on Instagram, he's gonna be okay. But like, <laughs> I you know if you follow me on the social media sites, the YouTube, that's all like a big deal. Right? You know? Yeah, like I know you need certain amounts of subscribers for YouTube, all sorts of everything, right? Even to monetize. Yep. Yeah, very true. So I mean, yeah, people should go and support it. And, and can, how can, how can you buy it if you wanted to buy? Um, it? so you could you could buy the audio on amazon and apple or you could do if you if you want to uh on youtube i just put my venmo up there okay. so like you could do like the old school kind of radiohead watch it and whatever you want to give me is totally cool awesome. if you want to give me anything at all i don't just just watch it i don't give right shit. right yeah that's awesome yeah and and, and from experience you when you came to buffalo man it was it was great it was very good show and it, it's funny your your friend kyle that you do the uh podcast yeah, with, yeah. right he uh a couple weeks before opened for annie lederman and someone whipped yeah. a french fry at him <laughs> and like, i remember him telling me this yes 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 <laughs> yeah and i i was like man the, the, like do you ever get like does that happen a lot or is that just like a buffalo we suck <laughs> like because sometimes we do suck i think we're getting better at being a crowd yeah because maybe yeah, the yeah. bills are winning or something but like <laughs> right we're usually super dickhead so like when a guy threw a french fry i was like Ugh. here we go again yep this is yeah it. <laughs> i it it happens less often than you think normally it's just even like hecklers happen less often than you think 90 percent of the time it's a drunk person talking to their friends slash wife slash husband who doesn't you know they have that drunk modulation <laughs> where they don't think they're being loud yep. Where they're just they think they're whispering, but it's like I can hear everything you're saying. Most of the time, it's that you know. There's that. I mean, obviously, there are shows where you get like rude people or someone who gets kicked out, someone who heckles. But like it, those you know, the French fry nights happen less <laughs> than you think. Yeah. How's the sense? You're out on the road. How's the sensitivity? Are these woke people showing up to shows and being a pain in the ass or what? You know what? I always think, and maybe this surprises people, I think it's overblown. Yeah. You know, I think it's a thing that, like, I mean, you saw, you know, me, uh, I forget who was the, the host of that weekend, but you saw me, another comic, I'm Mark Norman, and we talked about everything under the sun. Yeah. You know, for, and it's like, you know, we, we didn't get 
we're still fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like I, I, of course there are people out there that are too sensitive and kind of like get on their high horse about stuff. And, you know, like, like everything in society, more often than not, it's probably going to be younger people, you know, but like, I mean, you read books about stand-ups in the eighties and, you know, Jerry Seinfeld didn't like doing colleges in the eighties, right. you know, like mm -hmm. it's, so like it, it's kind of always been the case. And I think people are making a big deal of it now. Cause it's like anything, it gets eyeballs on you. It gets people to take sides, you know, like it's, so it, it becomes like a, almost like talking about sports, you know, it becomes a, like, we hate these people. I like this person. Cause he hates the people I hate. And it's just like, it's a, I, a lot of, it's kind of phony to me. You know, you go out, you could say yeah. mostly whatever you want. You're going to get people to laugh every once in a while. Someone won't like a joke and you either you're retool the joke or you're, move on with your life i don't you know it's yeah. it's, it's and also not like, a big deal but like we saw recently like we're always worried about things that we say and you know uh yeah so we saw recently it's like sometimes like the independent people are kind of all right because they're not working for somebody bigger like they're not trying to cancel you because you know somebody higher up will be like well i see his point you know it's like you're still just yourself it's like cancel me you know like i guess <laughs> like yeah right, well, right i guess we'll just shut it down like for us <laughs> <you know? laughs> we're not making any money you know but uh, but yeah i guess i guess so you know for you maybe you know fuck you you know you're offended whatever like wait yeah wait, wait till jim tells you the end of his jim kelly spiel here <laughs> jim does some stand-up around here but like uh jim doesn't like anybody yeah i i don't think anybody liked him <laughs> either because <laughs> every single time we do a show he's like start the car <laughs> it was almost well, there's like a little therapy. bit too i kind of think if you're a comedian there's part of it is like it, you know comedians are supposed to be like naturally curious so in a sense of like if someone doesn't like a joke i kind of want to know why and then i go like oh does that person have a point maybe because uh, if they do maybe i can make the joke better you know and yeah. like so i I don't know. Like, I just, it, again, I'm not saying there, there aren't people that are loons out there. Cause of course there's loons everywhere you look, but like, it, there's also, I just think the broader subject of it is a little overblown to me. You know? Well, yeah. it was Jim Kelly's cousin at the Lennox hotel. So oh, that's yeah, kind of yeah. why, but, but <laughs> would you mind if he told you the end of this joke? And I don't you know. Not, just to tell it, would you not be offended? Uh, I don't think that you would be. Well, the script leaked and at the end there's a dream sequence this, with this is from his uh what what the, uh my cousin Go for it, the yeah. Jim Kelly movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so uh at the end there's a dream sequence with his son. And his, oh boy. Oh and, boy. And, and oh his, no. Oh no. <laughs> this isn't going anywhere good. <laughs> I knew he wouldn't get to it. I knew it. That's let all right. You'll have to see it. it. I'll see. It. I'll let see you. Let him tell it. Tell we'll it. we'll come to the comedy of Carlson <laughs> and tell you. <ya. laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be continued. I'll, we'll, I'll hear we'll, the end of that in person. All right. Yeah. We'll save it because we'll come up to Rochester and see you. We'll get our bulletproof uh, yeah, vest. Yeah. We'll Going like the Pope in Rochester. Yeah, be careful, <laughs> yeah. Sean. Be careful, of Rochester. All right. Hey, I've been there. I've been there a bunch. I, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an all right. I find most cities aren't too bad. You know, everyone places have their particulars, but when you boil it down to it, most 
most comedy clubs are kind of in the downtown. They get all types of people. Only certain people come to comedy, you know, like these people that don't like comedy more, more often than not, don't come to the show anyway, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. So, yeah, well, when you taped your uh, your special, you had you had like probably a lot of family friends. Yeah, some family friends there. Yeah, so, I, so that was yeah. probably awesome, right? Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of people who've maybe seen me a couple times, and probably, but also probably people that were always like, "I'll get out to a show," and then they, you know, finally came out to that one, and then yeah, and then even some. Hopefully, there's some you know strangers and just wild cards there, and it ended up being a good uh, good mix, good audience. I was hoping for a little comedy. It was kind of getting going, a comedy boom right before Helium got here. And I always thought there'd be another rival room, but it just never materialized. And now with COVID, it's well, really tough. I I mean, you have Rob's. I mean, but my, my kind of thing is I say this to a lot of comics in there. It's like, I think they're, and this is in general, a good life lesson. I think it's important to know kind of what you are, you know, like, if because if, if buffalo had like five rooms for example you might be like oh buffalo's killing it but like yeah would over. all five of those rooms be good right you know what i'm saying like it's so it's I, it's better to have one good room and then maybe have a couple you know uh people doing a fun monthly show and then you got robs in the suburbs a little bit and that you like that's kind of the better way to go where you don't overextend yourself are you a fan of a diy show do you think yeah necessary? i mean for sure i mean there's always like anything they're a little bit more risky, you know, because like they could be amazing and they could be bad. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, all depends on what the scene is doing. Cause that always changes. Cause there's people that move and there's people that quit and there's people that take time off. So it kind of, that always depends too, you know, so there's a lot of wild cards with that, but I, I mean, I've done, yeah. Amazing kind of shows like that in Buffalo for sure. What do you think, uh, keys to a good show DIY show besides comedy? What do you think you need? Ooh, okay, well, there's, there's a couple of things. Great question. One is you got to be in a decent room, which a lot of people don't. You can get through that a little bit, but sometimes, like, think about how different the comedy seller is from a uh, a movie auditorium. You know, like, you, you kind of want, like, a little tighter of a room, lower ceilings. Um, that helps a lot. You, like, trap the laughter in a bit. Um, that's number one. Two would be have the show, especially DYI show, should probably be 90 minutes or under. You shouldn't okay. leave people wanting more. So I would say between the 70 minutes and 95 minutes, somewhere around there. And, um, you know, some comics, they make this mistake of just, you know, the lineups have to be really good. Sometimes it's just like, well, my, I, you know, this gives me and my buddy an opportunity to do longer stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, you gotta, you gotta bring in some professionals. You gotta, you gotta be, if it's, if you're taking it seriously, then take it seriously. Like be ruthless with yourself and your friends and put on a good show. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of times that's what we go to more of. Mm -hmm. is around here is for sure a yeah DIY for sure. show and you know sometimes you're just like guys gotta get together you know yeah a hundred percent like as many good ones as there are there are just as many bad ones and like you know as someone like me who's been doing it a lot i could look at the lineup and go oh this is the lineup this is where it's being held uh-oh yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know like you could you could kind of <laughs> know almost but like you know it's uh you know and and the thing that sucks about that is so often, like, especially when I was younger, you'd get a little mad because you'd have so many people, 
even still like stand-up comedy is a little bit of a niche thing yeah. where people might go to their first show ever and it's like oh man you you nuked these people from stand-up for maybe ever because you didn't give a shit enough about putting on a good yeah. show you you and your friends wanted to you know puff out your chest and you know brag about doing the show but you didn't really want to right you know grow that much so then here comes the next next question for those who set up shows what like when you want to get a comedian to come and like be a part of your show like what what isn't like spitting in their face to offer them something yeah like what are we talking here let's talk turkey um (laughs) i think it depends on like so if someone's in town i mean i think people sometimes underestimate that comedians love to get messages to be like hey man will you do a show i'll give you money like that's a great message to get you know like obviously like you know if you're you're not going to message john mulaney can he do you know well let's say 50 bucks can you can you do a thing but like if you have someone you know if you're in buffalo and you're putting on a show and you have comics that live in buffalo you could probably give them to a certain extent any amount of money and they'll do the show for right. sure you're paying them and you're and especially if you kind of see like it take it seriously now if people are traveling in it's different because it's just like anything like you know traveling's a pain in the ass for you sure. know so like you, the money would need to go up but then a lot of times there are people like like myself that like come back to buffalo every once in a while whether it's for other shows or a wedding or holidays and then like if i'm in town and someone hits me up for a show for money it's like all right you know i've if i got nothing else going on why why wouldn't i mm-hmm. um so in it in a city like buffalo it's it's you know if you got people in the you know within an hour driving distance yeah i, I think you pretty much offer them anything within mm-hmm. you know within reason and they're probably gonna be like all right sweet yeah yeah because like putting together an album like that had to be like a Cause like for me, I, I play music, you know, and for a while we didn't have something recorded. Is that like something that you're like, now I have this and this is what I can just send to somebody and be like, this is what I do. Here you go. Instead yeah. of like the alternative, which is like, Hey, go check out my Instagram. That's yeah, exactly. So there's like a little bit of a thing that's like, Hey, I have all these jokes, you know, hopefully it, you know, it goes on YouTube and hopefully it has a decent amount of views. So it's not like three views and people are like, who's, what's this, you know, like, so hopefully, you know, there's some views attached to it. People like it. And then, yeah, that's, you know, professionally done and people get to see that in addition to, you know, any credits I may have that they go, Oh, this guy's legit. You know? Uh Yeah. Because like, it just seems like, how would you do it? Otherwise, you know, social media just takes over everything. Like, right is that just the more pro approach yeah i mean there are a lot of comics that you know like and and again this is just an evolution of the person who is like you know maybe on snl for one year and then they just tore on that for 30 years because they have that credit and now there's kind of like the variation of the person who's like well i make kind of like funny dance videos on tiktok and people will come out to see that hoping the stand-up is good just in the same way people hope that actor they liked from the sitcom was good at stand-up and a lot of times they aren't sometimes they are but a lot of times they aren't just because again to what we were saying previously that's not where their focus is a lot of times it's this person who's really focusing on the stand-up 
you know, like nine times out of 10, if you see someone, you know, coming to Buffalo Helium and they don't have a ton of credits, there's, there's sometimes where you go like, this person might be pretty good, <laughs> you know, because like, if they're, if they're headlined in a show based on little credits, maybe they're just like a killer. I mean, I, I still remember when I was living in Buffalo, this was maybe like early 2010, maybe like 2013-ish around there. And uh, Michael Che headlined Buffalo and Helium and it, no one knew who he was. There was, you know, the room was like, there was like 50 people in the room, maybe, you know, on, on all of his shows. But like, you know, a year later, he would be on SNL, but it was just, he was, he was almost headlining those rooms because he was almost that good. That doesn't always happen, oh, wow. but like, sometimes you're just, you know, you, you get these things or shows just because you're so good. That's just like, well, you know, this guy's good at stand up. So there, this woman's good at stand up, you know? A couple listeners got me a cameo from Chip Chipperson for Christmas <laughs> a couple of years ago. Chip Chipperson, hold on. Chip Chipperson, what do I know that Norton. name? It's Norton. Yeah. It's Norton. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. You look at it like that aspect of just good old fashioned fun. And a guy that probably isn't very technology savvy, I wouldn't think. And right. just another persona. And, I, and the other one that I've seen is uh, that those characters is that Jessica Curson, who I yes. think is very talented. Uh, people got to oh, check her she, out. She's a she's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. She like I see her at the at the cellar and it's just like, I mean, the, the couple weeks ago I had to go after her and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you tell but, our I listeners mean, really quick like what it's like uh, getting past at the cellar, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. And what does um, that mean? If you could just explain it. Yeah, so it's just a thing like it's it's kind of like a one of the holy grails of, of comedy in a way. It's just because it's known as being the best club, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, great comedians. They they pay nice and it's just uh so i got kind of recommended from some comics uh mark norman being one of them and then you just go down and you get an audition and then five minutes and then they say whether they like you or not and then they do and then you're kind of thrown in the rotation and then i think they kind of watch your first couple sets to make sure your longer sets uh are good and then if so then you just kind of get put in the in the rotation and that's just like kind of insurance on you that's good for you like getting paid right yeah yeah i mean yeah there's obviously that's you know a little more money especially on on down times when it's just like you know you're not traveling or just during the weekdays that's all great and then obviously just the quality of the club quality of the comics it's just kind of you know all next level yeah awesome. congrats that's awesome. yeah that's- gotta you. check this guy out uh Sean Murphy, very funny guy, originally from Buffalo. Check out In the Hunt podcast. Yes. Um, and his special 21122 on YouTube. We'll be pubbing it. And uh, Sean Murphy, you are now licensed to talk. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And yeah, check out the special, check out the podcast, and uh, all that stuff. I'd appreciate it. We got it. We'll be in Rochester to tell you the end of that joke. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll be, I'll be ready for it. I'll be waiting for you. I'll be there. I don't there know if you're gonna be ready. I don't know if you're gonna be ready. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've been doing comedy. I've heard the, the best jokes, the worst jokes, everything in between. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Sean. Thank you very much. All right, take care, buddy. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. You too. <laughs>